Hello there, welcome to Revelation from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. I would love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my page on Facebook at Paula Cornett Ministries, follow me on Instagram, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett, and we are embarking upon episode number 69. Well, I'm so very excited for this series that I'm doing. In fact, last week as I was teaching, I could just feel the tangible presence of the Lord uh, in the room made me almost want to jump out of my seat. So I'll try to keep my composure as I'm continuing teaching about the coming of the Antichrist. And I have to also include in that before I can really get into um, the topic of the Antichrist is the rapture of the church. I first want to make mention that um, a couple of weeks ago I had my in-person book signing event. It was a success. I have to just thank God for all those that were able to attend and be there. Um, I do still have some uh, a few books left. I've sold several even after the book signing, so I've been shipping them out uh, weekly. So um, if you would like to purchase a book, still you can do so. This is a book collaboration, so I have uh, just a, a small portion in the book along with 22 other authors. So it's not quite um, a full book of mine, but I am working on one as we speak. Hopefully that will be out in uh, uh, the early spring of the of 2023. Hard to believe <laughs> that, but that's what I'm shooting for. So <clears throat> um, if you would like to order a book, you can do so. You can either, um, the form of payment that I will take is PayPal, uh, Cash App, or uh, Zelle. And um, if you want to get the get that information, if you're not on my social media, you can you can email me at paulacornet32 at gmail.com and just let me know what form of payment you would like to use and I'll send you the information. And um, also, um, you can send your address and I'll get that out to you. Signed and shipped, they're 25. So... Um, if you'd like to do that, uh, you, you, you can do that. So I wanted to make sure I made mention of that. Um, just thanking God today for the opportunity just to, uh, continue with this series. It was, has been up on my heart that this was the next, uh, topic to mention and talk about. And I believe sometimes that there can be some type, you know, some, just some confusion, uh, <coughs> especially with, all the people that are on the internet these days, uh, you have to really, really, really uh, understand and know the word of God and be very careful who you listen to because just because someone is claiming to um, know the scripture doesn't mean that they're always accurately teaching the scripture. And you definitely want the topic of the Antichrist and the rapture of the church to be uh, to be taught correctly. So let's just have a quick word of prayer and we're going to going to get right into this episode. Father God, we thank you for this day. I thank you for all those that are tuning in, that are listening, wherever they are, Father God. I thank you all over the world, Father God, that uh, there is a day that is coming soon and very soon where uh, you are going to rapture the church. You're going to take 
us as your own. And Father, we thank you that you have a plan of escape for those who put their trust and their faith in you, Father God. I pray, Lord God, that as people are listening to this podcast, that if they don't know you as a personal Savior, that your precious Holy Spirit will convict the hearts of men and women to realize and know that time is winding down and that uh, they need to make the right decision to give their lives to you and to confess you as their Lord and Savior. I thank you for all these things. I thank you that your Holy Spirit is here present and present with each and every person as we study the word of God. I thank you for your word that is alive and powerful, that is truth. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, before I begin, I want to just quickly, <coughs> excuse me, review with you. And we have been looking in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 4. Last week, I broke down verses 15 through 17. So um, I'm going to just briefly review those. But if you want a more in-depth of that, you'll have to listen to last week's episode. Um, so we were in 1 Thessalonians. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and, and turn to 1 Thessalonians. And I'm going to read this scripture in its entirety. Uh, remember the background briefly of Thessalonians was that this, this book was written to the church in Thessalonica. It was um, this church that Paul founded. I believe it was on his second missionary journey. And so there were some things that arose in this church. It was a group of, of young converts. And so they were being heavily persecuted because they were denouncing Caesar. And so they were experiencing a lot of the those in the faith, a lot of the believers, they were, they were dying. And so the ones that were still alive were wondering what happened to them. So there was a misunderstanding about death. And there was also a misunderstanding about Jesus's return. And so Paul um, addresses the issue in uh, chapter four in verse 15. And right in the midst of this, um, he begins to talk about the rapture. Okay. So Paul, he not only brings comfort and clarity about what happens to a believer when they die, but he also uh, describes the rapture. Okay. So the, the subject of the rapture of the church if it's not taught properly, it can be confusing and misunderstanding, okay? So, the next few episodes, we're going to deal with the rapture of the church, but we're also going to look at the coming of the Antichrist. So, um, in those episodes, I'm going to answer these questions. I'm going to answer, when will the Antichrist be revealed? I'm going to answer, what is stopping him from being revealed? And I'm also going to answer what the Antichrist will be like. So, before I can touch that subject, we have to first start with the event that will uh, be the precursor to the tribulation, to the coming of the Antichrist, and that is the rapture of the church. Now, remember that I mentioned last week that there are three different thoughts about the rapture, all right? Some people believe that, and this is where I stand and believe according to scripture, and I point this out to you and you see very clearly that uh, before destruction comes, before uh, God will bring the ultimate judgment on the wicked. He's going to get the righteous out of the way. And so the pre-tribulation rapture, and that is that the church will be raptured before the tribulation. Okay. Now you got to remember also that there is a difference between the rapture and the second coming of Christ. The rapture is a private event. Okay. It's Jesus coming to rescue the righteous. Jesus coming for his church. Jesus coming for those that have withstood, those that have remained to the end, remained faithful to the faith. All right, but the second coming is a public event. And in the second coming, we will come back with him. 
all right? So the, the, the uh, tribulation is over after the second coming, okay? Christ comes uh, after the tribulation, and the Bible says that every eye will see him, every eye will know, you know, that it is him, and, and that it's at that time that every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Hallelujah. All right, then there's those that believe in the mid-tribulation, and those that believe this, they believe that we will have to go through three and a half years of the tribulation, and then we'll be raptured in the midst of the tribulation. And then there are those that believe for the post-tribulation who believe we'll be raptured, which it doesn't, that doesn't make any sense at all after the tribulation. So, I mean, you know, why would you want to serve a God that's, that's going to allow you to go through all that destruction, all that mess, you know, but serve a God, we serve a God that's going to come and rescue us up out there. So first Thessalonians four, 15 and 18, and I'm going to read this again. It says, for this, we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up, there's a rapture, together with them in the clouds. Who's the them? The them is the heavenly host, the them is with Jesus Christ, the them is the dead, the, the dead in Christ. So we're going to be caught up together in the clouds to meet them, to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. That is some awesome, awesome news. All right. Remember this, that the Bible, it says that, that those that are alive and that remain. So at the moment of the rapture, there will be many of those that have fallen away from the faith that have fallen into apostasy, that have uh, just left the faith, okay? But those that have remained, those that have not lost that, that, that vigor, that vitality, those are going to be the ones that Christ is coming back for, okay? And it will be in the midst of a very difficult time, okay? So the rapture is going to happen in a difficult time. In fact, uh, it'll be almost as if like we're praying, like, please, Lord, come. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes things happen and I, I say that prayer quite often. Please come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Okay. So let me just go over very quickly the sequence of events. Okay. So this is basically, you know, like what's going to happen. Okay. Those that are alive, or it says the vibrant ones, the ones that have not compromised, the, the ones that have not fallen away, those that remain is talking about the remnant. Okay. So at the rapture of the church, there's not going to be many spiritually vibrant ones that are going to be left. It's only going to be a remnant. You know, if you get, um, uh, some carpet and the remnant is what's, you know, the, the small portion that's left over. So this is in essence, what it's saying is that there'll be a remnant of believers that are left. So Jesus Christ is actually going to come down from heaven. He's going to descend from heaven. All right. And he's going to be in the air. So he's going to be coming down from heaven and upon descending, he'll be accompanied, it'll be accompanied with a shout, okay? So the shout signifying that the time has come to set things in order. The time has come to deal with the wicked. Always remember this, that God always gives people time to repent, okay? He gives them time to repent. And once, you know, they if they don't repent, that's, that's, that's on them, okay? So once that time is up, then God will execute his judgment, and once God executes his judgment, he can't take it back. That's why he's so long suffering. That's why he gives people every opportunity to get it right, to repent, to, to fall on their knees. Okay. But God will always remove 
the righteous. He'll move them out of the way before he's getting ready to destroy. Remember the story of Noah and how uh, Noah built the ark and that was his way of escape. God got Noah and his family out of the path of destruction. Remember the story of Lot and how God was going to uh, destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and God got Lot and his family out of harm's way. He couldn't even, the angel told Lot, said, look, please hurry up and get out of here. We cannot execute what we need to execute because you're still here. So as long as you're still here, there's nothing we can do. Our hands are tied. So please, you know, leave the city because this is getting really, really bad. So those who who are who have died in Christ, <coughs> those are who are going to rise first. So they'll be resurrected. All right. So if you have loved ones that were in Christ that have passed and, you know, they're in the grave. Jesus, God doesn't look at them as like, that's it. He looks at them as they're asleep. Because they're going to rise again. They're going to rise first. They're going to precede us. Okay. Then those that are still alive. That's hopefully you and I. If, if Jesus tarries and we don't, you know, die and be the ones in the grave. But if we're still here. Then it says we'll be caught up together. This word is a word hapanzo. It means to catch, to seize, to take away, to snatch suddenly. To snatch just in the nick of time. So the rapture will occur in the midst of a dangerous moment in the midst of like just it'll be turmoil chaos it'll be very dangerous moment but for those of us that remain Jesus is going to give us a VIP welcome and all of this will happen in the twinkling of an eye so all of these events will happen very quickly okay very miraculously very supernaturally okay so then in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 51, we want to look there today. That was just a review, and we're going to give you some new information today where Paul begins to describe the rapture once again, all right? And he starts off, let me, let me get in my Bible. Let me turn there so that I can read that because I do not know that by memory. Some of it I do, but I want to make sure that I, I read it right. Okay, so uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 51, he says, Behold! I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. All right. So let's look at this for just a moment. Let's first look at this word. Behold, this word behold is the word he do. And it just means bewilderment, shock amazement and wonder so it's almost as if Paul is, is like when he thinks about this or when he sees this it just it just has amazement with this he's like wow you know behold wow this is just this is really really something that that I'm seeing I'm hoping I can put it together in words okay and so it says that um he says behold I show you a mystery so when he's saying actually uh in the Greek it, it, here it says that um, I show you, but actually in the Greek it says I say. Okay, so in the translation it says I show, but actually in the original Greek he says I say. So he says I say, not I show. So mysteries are revealed by speech. All right, so the Bible is full of the mysteries of God. And in order for those mysteries to be, to be uh, revealed, they have to be uttered by a voice. All right. There has to be someone that can interpret what it is that God was saying. Okay. The Bible says Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing 
Okay, in order to hear, somebody's got to say something and hearing by the word of God. All right. So the mysteries, they have to be revealed by speech. By listening to this podcast, mysteries are being revealed to you. As you listen to those that preach and teach the word of God, mysteries are being revealed to you. Okay, God is is, is imparting through his anointed teachers. He's imparting his truth to you. All right. So when we look at this word uh, mystery, all it just means is a mystery or a secret, something that's once hidden, but now is revealed. So what is the mystery? Okay. Well, he tells us what that is. Behold, I show you a mystery, which is in the next verse. We shall not all sleep. And this is talking about actually like to sleep deeply, the sleep of death. Okay. It's where we get the word for a coma or we get the word for a catacomb. So Paul is saying there is a generation that will not see death. There's a generation that's going to be here remaining when Christ, when the rapture of the church takes place, that's going to still be here that has not experienced death. He goes on to say, we shall all be changed. Now, this just means that there's going to be an exchange that's going to take place. One thing for another. So we're going to be transformed. Okay, so we're all going to be changed. We're all going to be transformed. Those that are alive, when we're caught up, we will receive a new glorious body. It happened miraculously. So we'll have no more pain, no more limitations that this physical body has, no more uh, physical um, things that, 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 that plague our bodies. We're going to get a glorified body, a brand new body. So, you know, I want to read the RIV version of this, which is the Renner interpreted version. And I couldn't have put it better myself, but this version is, you know, by Pastor Rick Renner. And um, I'm going to read it exactly uh, how he wrote it because it's, it's just, it's powerful. So he's taking the Greek words and, you know, put them into everyday terminology and language. Okay. So this is what, uh, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty one. this is how it reads. It says, what I'm about to say will totally flabbergast you, but listen carefully for, I am going to tell you something that was previously an unknown mystery, but has now been revealed to us. Here it is. All will not die. But all the dead and even the living will be altered, changed, miraculously modified and transformed. So our human bodies will be transformed at the rapture. Okay, our human bodies are going to be transformed. Let's look at verse 52. It says, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be change there that word is again so let's look at this all right he mentions this word again the trump okay which he mentioned it in first thessalonians 4 i think it's 15 16 and 17 he talked about that trump okay and so this is this is an announcement this is a war like a war announcement this is an announcement that that a final battle is about to take place so it's the rapture of the church that will initiate the tribulation so the church is going to be raptured. Once we're out of here, it starts the tribulation immediately. So then it goes on to say, this is so powerful. In a moment, this word in a moment, this phrase is the uh, Greek word atomos. You hear another word in there. It's where we get the word Adam. Okay. And you know that from science, if you remember from science class as a child, an atom is just an indivisible, it's, it's an indivisible moment, a split second, an instant where we get the word for Adam, which an atom is something tiny or microscopic 
So this, 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 the rapture is going to happen quickly. Okay. And I'm going to tell you how quick it's going to happen. It's going to happen very fast and it's going to happen so fast that Paul says it's going to be in the twinkling of an eye. So he's trying to describe, you know, that it's going to be, it's, it's going to be very quickly. It's going to be miraculous. It's going to be supernatural. It's going to be wonderful. Christ is going to come down from heaven, making his, you know, his announcement that I'm here. I'm getting ready to bring judgment upon the earth, but I'm going to get my people out of the way. So I'm taking them up and he's going to resurrect the, those that are dead in Christ and those that are, have remained, those that are, that are vibrant. He's calling them up. Come on and meet me where you'll be with me forever and ever and ever. And your bodies that are, that are, um, uh, uh, corruptible. Now they're going to be incorruptible. You're going to be changed and transformed. It's going to be miraculous. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be glorious. In a twinkling, the word twinkling is like the word for a twitch. Okay, so it's so fast that it's almost undetectable. Now think about this just for a moment. If you've ever had a twitch in your eye, we've all had it, a little twitch in your eye. I tried to get up one time and see, you know, what it was doing. And before I could get to a mirror, it stopped. A twitch, it happens so quickly. It just does it really quick. And in fact, you say, see my eye twitching. People, you tried, they can't, I've never seen an eye twitching i've never experienced that like in the midst i've never seen that unless you know somebody has like a some people have a condition you know where it twitches but i'm talking about just like a just a quick little twitch okay so in the twinkling of an eye where it's undetectable you cannot see it so i just got two words for you to stay ready stay ready because we don't know the bible tells us the hour or the day not even jesus knows the hour all that he's waiting for is that 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 signal from the father that says now now is the time okay and then this word trump again it meant like i said it's, it's a war trumpet okay it depicts that that there's a battle that's getting ready to take place and that battle is that god jesus is coming he's going to deal with the wicked he's going to set things in order so when jesus descends from heaven with a shout and a trumpet blast it is a powerful 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 declaration because he's going to gather his people. He's going to move them out of the way to deal with the wicked. Okay, now it goes on to say that the dead shall be raised incorruptible. incorruptible. So this word dead is just like somebody that's dead. It's a, a lifeless corpse. No life left in it. And this word incorruptible is something that is incapable of decay. So that was is incapable of suffering the effects of wear, tear, and age. This is the ultimate facelift. This is the ultimate body lift. I mean, that we're going to receive that, you know, in these new bodies that, that, that God is going to give us. And then it says that we shall be changed. Okay, so that's to transform. So we're, it's not just one or two. It's all of us will be changed. We're all going to be changed. So let's look at this. 1 Corinthians 15. 52 let's look at this in the um, RIV it says in a moment a split second indivisible atom of time as fast as the twitch of an eye at the very last trump that war trumpet will loudly sound to signal that the final battle ultimate victory and vanquishing of all God's enemies is about to finally happen that blast will be God's way of letting everyone know that his enemies have lost their footing and long-standing battle with him and that he reigns victorious and supreme in total victory. In that flash, 
The dead will stand upright on their feet and will be resurrected to a brand new resurrected royal status. And at that exact moment, they will miraculously receive new bodies that are incapable of decay and that will never again show the effects of wear, tear, and age. Timeless, immortal, indestructive bodies. We who are still alive when all this happens will be supernaturally transformed as our old bodies are exchanged for new ones that also are incapable of decay and that will never again show the effects of wear, tear, and age. Our bodies will literally be altered, changed, miraculously modified, and transformed into timeless, immortal, indestructible bodies. I believe in the rapture of the church and I am looking forward to this miraculous event. I want to be one of the ones that has not seen death, but I'm looking forward to meeting Christ in the air. I'm looking forward to one day going to my eternal home, which is in heaven. And so this is so powerful, y'all. This is so powerful and this is so amazing. And for those that are in Christ, I, I just know that you're rejoicing because our future is bright. Our future is glorious. Our future is magnificent. To be with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and not here in the midst of all of that that will take place, that is going to take place in the tribulation. The tribulation will be the worst time in human history, the worst time in earth, on earth. That's why it's so vital and important that your family and your friends and those that are in your scope of influence, those that are around you, that you witness to them and urge and plead with them to give their life to Christ while there's still time, why it's not too late. Because uh, as we can look and see the signs of the time, biblical prophecy is unfolding right before our very eyes, back to back to back. It's not just taking 10 years in between, but it's, it's, it's on a pretty quick basis. And so you want to make sure that you stay ready. You stay ready. Keep your uh, lamp with oil. Keep your lamp with oil. I encourage you to read First Thessalonians 4. In fact, to read the whole book of Thessalonians um, First and Second Thessalonians, and also to read First uh, Corinthians, uh, five and is it five and fifty one? Fifteen. I'm sorry. I knew it was five, five, fifteen, fifty one, and fifty two. So let me pray for you, and I want to just pray for anyone that does not know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. That now is the time. Today is the day that you want to make sure that your eternity is set. You know, we do things to set things in order upon our death. We get wills or trusts or you know, uh, let people know what we want to do. But the most important thing that you can do uh, preceding death, because at some point uh, we all, Jesus tarries, we all will experience uh, death, uh, is that you want to make sure that your home for eternity is with Jesus Christ. And your home with Christ does not determine whether or not, it, it's not whether or not, it's not predicated on whether or not you go to church, but is determined upon have you given your life to him. Have you made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life? So if you have not done so, you can just say this prayer with me. Just repeat after me. Just say, Lord Jesus Christ, come into my heart right now. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I repent for the things that I've done. And I ask you to forgive me. And I make a commitment from this day forth to serve you as best as I know how. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And so if you prayed that prayer and uh, the next thing that you want to do is you want to find a good Bible-based church where you can grow and where you can learn more about the things of God. Lord, I thank you for this day, Father God. I thank you for 
just the power of your word. I thank you for the truth that is in your word. I thank you, Father God, for uh, what it is that you have prepared for those who love you. And that it is great, it's wonderful, it's glorious, it's miraculous. But Father, while we're still here, your word, you tell us to occupy. And so I thank you, Father God, that you continue to help us to uh, talk to those that are around us, our loved ones, our friends, that you open their hearts to receive the truth of the gospel so that they will not be in the clutches of the destruction. But Father God, I thank you that you continue to keep us and watch over us wherever we are, wherever we are, Lord. To you be all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the mighty, matchless name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Be sure to join me next week as we will continue uh, with this teaching on the Antichrist. Remember the words of Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Thank you.